This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Meow Mix comes from Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen up, fellas. It's almost Christmas time. You want to clean up? Give your wife or your girlfriend or your Tinder date or whoever a nice present for the holidays? Get that gentleman's sausage nice and clean. The huevos as well. But you don't want to hurt yourself while you're doing it. Sometimes you nick a little little huevo down there and you spill a little yolk. But you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way. You never want to spill any yolk. <laughs> That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electrical trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your huevos. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also offers the Crop Preserver. That's an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Yeah, and these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood for, well, you know what I mean. Uh, This is the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS. At manscaped.com. That's 20% with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Yeah. Mrs. Claus, too. Hello everyone and welcome to a Thanksgiving edition of the Meow Mix Podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show we're going to preview the Washington Redskins at Carolina Panthers game. Huh. I didn't mean for you to jump in there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to preview the game and we're going to do a little bit of uh, Thanksgiving fun, I guess. Um Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think where we're going to start out today is we decided that we were going to see how David Tepper might handle a Panthers Thanksgiving. Yeah, we envisioned him inviting all the Carolina Panthers to his house for the holiday. As he would, because yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, nice guy. And he has the main table. You also have the kids' table. Uh, we're going to talk about the players that are at the main table and what he asked them to bring to Thanksgiving. Yeah, so our thought here was, you know, if you have a ton of people over to Thanksgiving, not everybody gets to sit at the big main table, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have offshoots of, you know, the cousins over here, the aunts and uncles that, you know, nobody really likes to talk to over there, and then, of course, the kids' table. So who's going to be at the main table? Who are the patriarchs the matriarchs of the panthers yeah franchise at this point really i mean i think that's kind of what it comes down to so um 
I think we probably we haven't really talked about who we've thought Tepper would bring invite. To yeah. Um, so I think we probably have a lot of overlap here. But let's go ahead and just kick it off with probably the easiest one that is going to be invited is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, absolutely. He's he's on top of my list. He's at the head of the table, I even wrote, yeah. besides Tepper himself. Yeah, Tepper's at the head of the table, but he's at the other head of the yeah, table. Yeah, you know how you had the mom and dad? Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the mom. And I, I think Tepper would ask him to bring the turkey. That's what I have too, Because yeah. that is the main course. You can't have Thanksgiving without it. That's the one what, thing that you can't screw he, up. <laughs> yep, and Christian McCaffrey, he's so reliable. You can rely on him bringing the turkey, bringing enough for everyone. That's why we have him. As bring. long as Thanksgiving's not being held in Tampa Bay, you can count on Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another obvious one is Luke Keekley. Yep, I have Luke as well. Would you have David Tepper asking him to bring? So I've got Tepper bringing Luke sweet apple pie. Wow, that's surprising. I have pumpkin pie. Okay, I mean, two pies that people love. Pumpkin maybe a little more traditionally Thanksgiving. And that's what I was going with. I think Tepper would ask him to bring a pumpkin pie, apple pie desserts. Because, you know, you got in on a high note, and Luke does that. Luke, he's a high note. Here's the thing. is Everybody loves those pies. Yeah. Everybody loves Luke Keekly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just fits. Uh, all right, who's your next one? I have Shaq Thompson. Okay, he was not on my list. Okay. He's a newcomer to the group, but I think with the defense, he's really led really well this year. And I have him being asked to bring the mashed potatoes and gravy. It's a great side item. Most people really want it. So if it was missing, it, you know, it, a lot of people would be disappointed. But at the same time, it's not a be-all right. be side dish there for Maybe it. like, you know, it's a little bit of a different mashed potatoes and gravy from yeah. years past or thomas davis was the mashed potatoes and gravy exactly. guy now this is a little different recipe still very good <clears throat> just not classic i guess um my next one i had james bradbury i do not have him I, he okay. was honestly on my last list between one of two guys he showed up a little late for you didn't quite didn't quite make the main table didn't quite make the main table. He definitely made that side uncle table, not mm-hmm. the you know kids table. He's a solid guy there, but he made the good th- uncle table. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I've got Bradbury. I think he's really another kind of newcomer to the to the main table list here. I think uh, I've got him bringing some blackberry cobbler, mainly because I couldn't think of anything for James Bradbury to to bring, and he's got Barry in his name, so blackberry cobbler. <laughs> You know, another thing that people really like, you know, um, but uh, he's, he's probably going to bring some better stuff in the future because he have a lot more money in the yeah. future. <laughs> probably. You know, he's still on his rookie deal right now. Uh, my next person was Gerald McCoy. With all the injuries to the defensive line, he invited Gerald McCoy to come on. That way they can talk about it. I have him bringing green bean casserole because he's vegan. So, mm-hmm. you had to go vegetarian on that. Sure. And he just, you know, he's the leader of that defensive line right now, and that's why he's there. Okay. Well, I similar, but not McCoy. I actually had him bring KK Short. Okay. Um, and I brought he brought the stuffing, because that's the one thing the Panthers have been missing from the defense this year, is run stuffing. So, KK Short's bringing that stuffing. Um, I thought... He, he would still have KK at the main table. KK's still got a couple years on his contract. He's going to be a Panther for a long time, I think. 
Um, so you got to bring KK to the table. And, and KK is a fine one. And honestly, I was thinking about this year, not ne- maybe next year and everything. I think between Gerald McCoy and KK, I would definitely go with KK over Gerald sure. for the long run. But for That's this okay. season. We had different ways we approached this. I approached this more from a, a just a franchise perspective and not necessarily mm-hmm. just a this year. All right, who's your next one? Uh, my next one is Dante Jackson. Now, maybe not so much. So Bradbury doesn't make your main table, but Jackson does. There's a reason. Okay. Because Dante Jackson just got escalated up from the kids' table, but he needs all the veterans to keep an eye on him, so that's why he's on the Ah, main table. I got you. (laughs) You don't want him acting up, acting like a fool when family's in town, and unfortunately, (laughs) that's what a lot of times he does. And he asked him to bring cranberry sauce. It's a Thanksgiving staple. But no one really likes it. And you could just easily swing by any Jiffy Lube or any random restaurant or a grocery store and get a can for 98 cents. So, so he's if, not... if for some reason Dante Jackson doesn't show up this day, it's now big loss. Really. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next one is DJ Moore. I bet he's on your list. He is definitely on my list. Yeah. He's another up and comer who came from the kids' table from last year. Yeah. DJ Moore. Now. This this might be a little personal for me, but I've got DJ Moore bringing the corn chowder. Corn chowder has become one of my new favorite things, mm. much like DJ Moore. Um, I feel like corn chowder when I was younger just wasn't that good. I didn't have any real desire to have it, but now I love it. And DJ Moore, you know, last year he showed some flashes, but you know I could have could have taken him or left him really. This year he's a must-have. So. DJ Moore bringing the corn chowder. We are actually very similar. I definitely do not have corn chowder as mine. <laughs> I have sweet potatoes because I absolutely love sweet potatoes. Okay, and I think of Thanksgiving, I think of sweet potatoes. And in the future, you know, I could see having sweet potatoes a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, yeah. Chowder. I, like that. I just like the word chowder. <laughs> and All who's right. your next? My next one is Greg Olson. Wow, mine too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you have Greg bringing? Okay, it depends on what your family is. I have the Hawaiian rolls or mm. or cornbread. It depends on what style your family goes to. But Corn, it's just cornbread an, here. Okay, see exactly. Yeah. It's a, another staple for Thanksgiving. Solid. You need it to soak up some of that gravy. You, it, it's that clean up bowl. Mm. You know, you use it to clean up everything else and eat with it. That's what I got. Greg Olson is the old veteran that you love. You gotta have it. I kind of went same sort of theme with uh, old veteran. I've got him bringing a fine wine. Oh. Because I feel like that's sort of what he's aging as. That, that's, you know, a, he's, that's a good one. He's definitely not the spry young man he used to be, but he's still getting it done. And, you know, wine gets the job done. All right. And, and I, what is your last one? So I've got, I've got two more. Oh, I only have one more. Well, go ahead. Did I miss one? Okay. No. So I've got two more. Mm-hmm. Cam. I feel like Cam was invited. Tepper uh, loves Cam. Cam just did his big Thanksgiving feast for the kids. You just you can't think about the Carolina Panthers without thinking about Cam, even this year. You know, even though he hasn't been around, his Camness just is the Panthers. So I've got Cam. Bring in a kale salad. Another vegan. Another vegan. <laughs> well, I didn't invite Cam because, again, I did mostly for this year. Right. 
I mean, any other year, Cam would have definitely been in there. Don't don't get me wrong. Of course, of course. Um, but my next person I have is Trey Turner. Oh, interesting. And the reason I have David Tepper bring in Trey Turner is because right now with Ryan Khalil moving on and Paradis not doing too well, he wants to talk to the main guy on the offensive line during this Thanksgiving. And that has to be Trey Turner. The, the veteran, he's getting paid a lot of money. That's why he's there. And he's bringing mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I just see Trey Turner like it's a mac and cheese. He's a mac and cheese guy. <laughs> I like mac and cheese. Nothing wrong with that. So I've got one more here. And this is going outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. David Tepper has invited David Shaw to Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know who David Shaw is? I do not know who David Shaw is. David Shaw is the head coach of the Stanford Cardinal football oh. team. David Shaw has been a longtime NFL assistant before he went to Stanford to be Jim Harbaugh's assistant. And since Jim Harbaugh left, has been Stanford's head coach. He's been very good there. Not too good this year, which makes me think that he might be ready to move on. He coached Christian McCaffrey. So there's, a, there's definitely a... Um, knowledge there between the two and I've got him bringing a honey baked ham because traditional Thanksgiving feast is turkey this guy is going to bring something a little different to the table he's going to shake things up it's going to be a little crazy I like it David Shaw welcome to the Panthers table I think you went on a huge ledge there not not going I guess you're going early on some of our earlier prediction or our future podcast for possible new head coaches. You know. Uh yeah. I don't I wouldn't like that. To be honest with you, he's he hasn't really done as well as Harbaugh did at Stanford. He hasn't, but he has definitely has a head or assistant coaching background in the NFL on some pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, he's looked at as not a can't-miss prospect for an NFL head coach, but certainly one of the top guys that's being looked at. And I also have a problem. We're going into a realm of different, you know, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving topics. But he just runs a regular pro-style offense, too, in NCAA. So I don't know. I'm hoping for more of an offensive visionary, but we'll see. We'll see. I haven't really done that much study on him either as well. Well, I'm not saying that he's my number one pick, but he's the guy that when I was putting this list together today spoke to me. Oh. And I thought that this might be just an interesting topic of conversation. Oh, nice. Because let's talk about before you gobble. <laughs> let's you talk know about it's some notable exceptions from the Thanksgiving table. Okay. Most notably probably the head coach and the GM. Oh yes. I uh, I put them at the kids' table. I don't even I don't even think they were invited. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I think Tepper's done. I, I did too. I think Tepper is done. Um, Kyle Allen, not yep. at the head table. Normally, your starting quarterback would be at the head table. Now I've got Cam there. You didn't have any quarterbacks nope. at your head table. I don't think any of them are on the future. So. Um. No special teams. I considered Pilardi. Pilardi would be the only special teams player that I would put on there. Or J.J. Jansen. 
Or J.J. Jansen. I haven't seen any bad snaps. Yeah, I think those two <laughs> uh, could have been. Joey Sly, I, I mean, is he even at the kids' table, or is he at kind of the cousin that nobody wants to talk to table? That table. Yeah, I think that's where he is now. I'm sorry, Joey, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, who else notable didn't get an invite to the main stage? Hmm. I mean, I didn't have Dante... Or McCoy. Well, I, I put Dante in there, like I said, to keep the veterans, keep an eye on him. I was shocked that you had an offensive lineman uh, represented. Well... Just as bad as that position has been. You're absolutely correct. And the main reason why I put him on there is because he already is... He's going to be the anchor for that offensive line in the future, for now and in the future with Ryan Khalil gone. And David Tepper's probably going to talk to him chew his ear off and see what's going on with the offensive line during Thanksgiving. That's true. Uh, I, I guess I was kind of looking at it like maybe a reward or, you know. Yeah, if you're thinking about it there, I definitely wouldn't put him in there. I wouldn't put, well, the rest of the guys would probably come in there, but he would not be. Maybe. And I would probably take Dante <laughs> Jackson out and put Bradbury in there right? if right. I was doing more awards style. I was thinking you might need to butterball up uh james bradbury a little bit <laughs> you know maybe he takes a little less money to stick around if he's yeah. at the main I, table that's, you know that would have been a good solid one i just wanted to knock on dante's immaturity a little bit online oh, that's funny it's <laughs> funny. funny all right um that's pretty much it for our thanksgiving feast happy thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to do a little bit of power rankings talk. This isn't a segment we do every week, as you know, but we are going to do it this week. Jerry, NFL.com power rankings by Dan Hansis. Where do you think the Panthers ended up after a loss, but a close one? What, what were we ranked? 17th? We were ranked 17th last week. I think we stay the same. We did not stay the same. Did we move up one? We did not move up one. Okay. We moved down one. Oh. We are now 18th. We are right above the Chargers. Um, <laughs> he says that this is going to be remembered as the Joey Sly game. Yeah. That which, actually... You know. <laughs> I do actually be. believe that is a very valid point. I think five years from now, you could say, do you remember that game Joey Sly, our kicker, lost? And people will automatically know. Yeah. I mean, missed two extra points and a 28-yard field goal, yeah. so... He was the turkey last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. Well, there was a team that moved up six spots this week. Ooh. Any guesses who that might have been? Oh, man, I don't, I don't remember the game. AFC team. We have beat them this year. Oh, Houston? No. Titans. Oh. Titans whoa. all the way up to 12th. Aren't they like six five and, and six? They're six and five. And they're that high? Yep. Yep. Okay. One team fell seven spots this week. NFC team. We have not played. The Los Angeles Rams. We have played the Los oh, Angeles Oh, yeah, we Rams. did. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. All the way down to 20. Yeah. And they're five and six, too. They're five they? and six yeah. as well. Yep. So your. Jerry, your representative from the NFC East in the mm-hmm. playoffs is in 20th. Mm-hmm. They're one game behind Dallas still. 
And I think they play them at least one more time. Um, Falcons dropped two spots. Yeah, Falcons. Where where were you at <laughs> the past two? Last week, you looked so good against us. And the week before, you looked so good against New Orleans. <laughs> but Tampa Bay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to... We're going to go ahead and crap the rest of the season again. We just didn't want you guys to think we've given up. Like when you run into that Tampa Bay buzzsaw. (laughs) Tampa Bay, by the way, up two spots to 27th. I'm sorry, one spot to 27th. So, um, Our opponent this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess they are 31st. No. Oh, no, no, they won. That they is correct. Win. They probably moved up to 29 then. They did move up to 29 from 31. <laughs> from 31. The Washington Redskins. Yeah. And we will talk about them in one moment. Woo! Segway! Welcome to a game of two scarves, the world's first football and podcast brought to you by the two great mates who just so happen to support the deadly rivals of Newcastle and Sunderland. Each week we bring you a down-to-earth informed discussion on our respective football clubs, everything from post-match opinions to thoughts on who we thought did well, who didn't and where we think the club needs to progress going forward. We bring the odd guests along for the ride too, often from clubs outside of the region. So, as well as our own clubs, we do like to discuss the latest big news from around the world of the greatest game. So sit back, put your allegiances to one side and enjoy the chat and humour of a Game of Two Scarves podcast. And we're back. Before we get into our game preview, we're going to do a a little bit of housekeeping with current things going on with the Carolina Panthers. Dontario Poe might have tore his quad during the Saints game and most likely will be out for the year. I believe I actually saw something that said he is definitely out for the rest of the year. Okay. When I wrote this, it was still unconfirmed. But uh, We also released 2018's Third round pick safety Rashawn Golden. Uh, yeah, he made a bad mistake during uh, that punt return that caused that turnover, and he wasn't really playing safety that much. So I think they just got rid of him. Rashawn Golden's career. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you feel like that's a little soon? Well. One, no. Not even a full season after he was drafted, or a season and a half, I guess. This is what drafted. I'm going to say to that. He was a unathletic corner that they tried to move to safety, that obviously did not take because he seemed to be playing out of position. That we brought in Trey Boston to do that, and also you never know they could actually put him back on the practice squad since he's still only on his second year. Yeah. Um. Usually, if you're a guy like that and you're not really producing at your position, you need to be excellent at special teams. And he ran into our punt returner this week. Yeah, so, almost twice. Yeah, and he <laughs> caused a fight. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we also promoted offensive lineman Garrett McKinn from the practice squad. Uh, that is probably to shore up some offensive line issues we're having. Uh, Greg Van Roten is injured, and Greg Little suffered an injury on Sunday as well. Shocking. I know. 
he looks to be an injury prone guy. I hope that's not true. But, uh, a little other last thing. Uh, the Panthers added a kicker, Greg Joseph, to our practice squad. Putting Joey Sly on notice, I guess. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> not really the kicker competition I was kind of expecting might happen this week. Me too. Um, but what kickers, good, decent kickers are out there right now? Yeah, I don't know. Probably none. Exactly. Now let's go ahead and move on to the game preview. Uh, the- before we move on, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do we need to go grab a nose tackle to replace Poe? Because we don't really have anybody on the roster that can fill that role. No, because right now we are, we're going to run out Vernon Butler at, and Gerald McCoy as our starters if we run the 4-3. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to move back to the 4-3 now, right? We don't have a nose tackle. I don't know. I, I'm really kind of at a loss. Do they want to win? I don't know. This whole 4-3 thing was, or 3-4 thing was real. I, I, the problem is anytime you run change or convert over to the 3-4 usually it takes a couple years to take hold yeah and I think we're seeing that now I I I don't know what I like turtles (laughs) I don't know sorry (laughs) I actually hit that one by accident Um, (laughs) all right so anyway moving on to the game sorry to interrupt you there so Washington at Carolina Panthers uh Panthers enter this as nine and a half point favorites so woohoo we should win this one that is a really long one uh, if you haven't noticed we're playing around here trying to work on our craft since you know we're five and six and out of the playoffs we're just trying to improve and have a little fun yeah. now the good thing is Washington is last in total offense. They average 253 yards per game. Total. Only 167 yards in the passing and 85 on the ground. Uh, they average 13 points per game total. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you're thinking offensive juggernauts, you think the opposite <laughs> when you think of the Washington Redskins this year. That's bad. Now... They are starting a rookie quarterback. They went ahead and benched Case Keenum for Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins has been playing a lot worse. (laughs) They benched Case Keenum because he was doing too good. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Uh, He's only completing 54% of his passes. Two touchdowns to six interceptions. He's been sacked 17 times. So he likes to hold on to the ball a long time, too. Because Case Keenum played more games than him. Uh, I think this is a real opportunity for, you know, our pass rush to really wreck havoc, cause Dwayne Haskins to up that interception ratio this week. Um, I, I'm not, I don't fear them at all. I don't either. Um, <clears throat> Dwayne Haskins is a bad quarterback and kind of a goofball. Yeah. You know, as we saw last week. Yeah, so. he uh, he missed the last snap last week because he was too busy taking selfies with fans where they actually had to yell f- for him and they couldn't find him, so they had to rush Case Keenum out there to take the kneel. Yeah, uh, I mean, they don't want to win. I-, I think they want to win. Well, okay. 
let me rephrase. The organization probably doesn't want to win. The players and the coaching staff want to win. I, I think they I think Dwayne Haskins was forced upon them. They fired Jay Gruden. They're like, you have to start this rookie. We have to get see what we are, we purchased with our first round pick. And he he's not ready. He wasn't ready. Honestly, would you take Dwayne Haskins or Kyle Allen right now to start? Um, I mean, I'd take Kyle Allen, obviously. But if I was trying to lose every game and draft one of those top quarterbacks, then I'd take Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, <clears throat> I know Dwayne Haskins just got drafted this year, but it feels like if they're... He feels too raw. It feels like if they're in one of those spots to grab, you know, one of the top three guys, mm-hmm. you know, if they and they're obviously going to be probably a top five draft pick, they might pull the trigger. Yeah. Especially the way Haskins has looked. Now, speaking of their offense, we do have to talk about their strong strength of the offense. Their rushing attack. Ranked 27th in the league. Not after this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson actually was having a pretty decent season, uh, averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, but he only got in the end zone once. But they've gone more to Darius Guy since he's been back a couple weeks well, ago. Well, he, yeah, he's been back three weeks, and he's looked terrible. Yeah, he's only averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Yeah, he's, so, not, he's not good. I didn't think he was good ever. But, again, this is a team that's looking towards the future. I mean, Understood. You're, you're saying they're trying to lose. I don't think they're trying to lose. But I think they are looking, they want to get the rookies, they want to get the young two, three-year players out there to see what they have. So, there's this thing called organizational tanking. Mm -hmm. Where you play your young guys with the expectations that you're probably going to lose, but they're going to get experience, and you're going to get a high draft pick. Mark Cuban, uh, owner of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, talked about it a couple years ago. You play your young guys if you want to get a high draft pick. Well, you know, regardless of whether they're not your best guys, you're playing your young guys because you expect to lose a lot of games. Honestly, and I hey, feel like that's where they are. I think they also want to see where they're at. Maybe not where they are organizationally, but they need to see what's on the field. Now, speaking of a rookie that is the best for that position. At, for your team wide receiver wide receiver terry mclaurin third <laughs> yeah. round pick has had a heck of a season uh 40 receptions 638 yards five touchdowns he's their go-to guy without any hesitation and he looks really good yeah he he looks like i guess a steal for them i'm not sure where they drafted him do you know uh third round pick that's all i know i didn't write <clears throat> yeah anything. third round pick i mean you get a guy that good in the third round that's a steal so yeah, I expect Bradbury to probably shadow him mm-hmm. all over the field. I don't think he's a burner. I think he's more of a good route runner yeah. receiver. He feels like Terry Godwin, or uh, Chris Godwin, the uh, Tampa Bay guy. I see I see him a little bit slower, but I could see that comparison. Well, I don't think Godwin is super fast, but he's just a really good route runner. He has great hands. I, mm. I feel like that's what this guy is. Oh, well, we will see. Um... <clears throat> Again, I'm not fearing their offense that much. I think Terry McLaurin can maybe have some, but it depends. Bradbury could easily shut him down, too. I mean, could this be the, the Darius Geis game? Or, or the Adrian Peterson, you know, rollback 
machine well, game, you know, where he comes out and rushes for 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, the way our defense plays against the run, do, yeah. you, do you expect to hold them to 80 yards rushing as a team? No. no. I don't either. At all. And they seem to want to run the ball, too. Not unlike yeah, other because teams. because they got to keep the hand, the ball out of Haskins' <laughs> hand as much as possible. <laughs> oh, let's not do that one. <laughs> now, on defense, they're actually pretty strong on defense. This could be a symbol, though, of they're already up, down so much that the other teams basically run the ball, kind of chew the clock. Mm-hmm. But they're 11th overall in defense. Hmm. Yeah. Giving, That's surprising. Yeah, they give up 369 yards per game for 11th, uh, 22nd against the pass, and 28th against the rush. I don't know how that all works out, but yeah. <laughs> so they're 28th against the rush. So yeah. Christian McCaffrey is going to have a field day. Averaging 137 yards per game. So, yeah, run run Christian McCaffrey. Run, uh, run, run. Yeah. Run, 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 McCaffrey. <laughs> Whoa. That was a nice little voice there. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, they have a zero turnover differential. They have turned the ball over and have turned the ball over exactly the same amount of times. Well, that is an interesting step. Uh, same as your Carolina Panthers, actually. Ooh. Yeah, I did also reach... Uh, I went and looked at Montez Sweat. Uh, he was their first-round pick this year, besides Dwayne Haskins. Uh, a lot of team or a lot of mocks had us drafting him because of his great combine skills. Uh, I think he had three and a half sacks, nothing big. Uh, I think we definitely got a better pass rusher with Brian Burns. Maybe. I mean, I think I think I think you're right. You you got to play seen, him. We haven't too. seen it the last several weeks. He got a sack last week in one of his few snaps. Yeah, he played. I don't even know how many snaps he played. I haven't seen that report come out, but it, well, he wasn't out there a lot. No. Put the man on the field. Come on, Ron. It's not like you were making the playoffs. Here's the thing is, Ron, does he really care about playing his young guys? Because he wants to win. Because he wants to keep his job. I, I, th- I think pass rush helps win. That's why I don't understand about Maybe that. if they do move back to the 4-3 because Poe is out, then you're going to have to put Burns on the field, right? I, I don't know, because Bruce Irvin has played well. And he filled in for Bruce Irvin on the first couple games. And Mario Addison has been playing well, too. Yeah, but would you put Bruce Irvin or Brian Burns at one of those end spots? Well, Brian Burns, I don't think, has ever put uh, played with his hand in the dirt. Yeah, you're going to have to do some weird... Tweaking. Yeah. This whole 3-4 thing just messed everything up. <laughs> Get a run of 3-5 out there? <laughs> Maybe, or a 3-3. Or a 2-5. Two, two yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we'll throw Gerald McCoy and Vernon Butler there. Then we'll do Luke and Shaq in the back. Oh my God. You remember a couple years ago when, like, was it the Steelers, I think? They just, everybody stood up the whole, like, for several games in a row. They didn't have anybody with their hand in the dirt. That'd be oh, awesome. Oh, man. I don't know. So, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, we hope Kyle Allen comes out and has a good game. We expect DJ Moore to continue his oh yeah good play uh, speaking of which josh norman has been benched i saw that he played special teams only mm-hmm. last week 
Because and, supposedly he has some sort of injury, but he was healthy enough to play special teams? Yeah, and if you watch his special teams, they hike the ball, he's... He gets out of his stance and turns to the sideline and starts walking away. <laughs> he didn't even try. He is so it. upset with that organization and wants out. I love it. Yeah, it's he's gone. He, after this year, he's just gone. You, they can't keep him. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if he's even good anymore or if he's just given up. Like He doesn't even want to play for them. Because if you could bring him back here on a cheap deal, would I, you do that? I mean, it depends on what we're looking at with Bradbury's contract. Would you rather pay Josh Norman $3 million a year or Bradbury $12 million a year? That's a good question. I, I'm i going to say Bradbury because I think I think Norman's also 33. Yeah, I think Norman might be done. Yeah. I wouldn't mind bringing him back as maybe a reserve role backup. But you also got to think, too, what type of defense are we going to run? Because are we going to continue to run this zone defense that Ron Rivera runs? Who's going to be our coach? Who knows? The world is a mystery. (laughs) All right. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into some of our... Bold predictions. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. All right. I've got a prediction. Mm-hmm. Joey Sly is going to make three 50-yard field goals in this game. And he's not going to miss a single field goal or extra point. Okay. That so is bold. He is going to bang him this game, win his job back. Well, that's funny that you said three 50-yard field goals. Because that goes inside with my bold prediction. Christian McCaffrey will rush for 250 yards. That includes three rushes of over 50 yards. That is bold. <laughs> um, rushing yards. Rushing. Not total yards from scrimmage. Rushing. Because I could easily see 250 total yards from scrimmage. Nope, it's going to be rushing. Maybe not easily see, but... <laughs> so you think... I mean, could he potentially have 350 total yards from scrimmage if he gets 250 rushing yards? No. I think we just dominate this game and we just rush. So how many rushes do you think he needs to get to 250 rushes? Well, I have three rushes for 50 yards okay. each. So that's so 150 150. There. So I need another 100 yards. And I, he probably could do that. So like, like seven. I, <laughs> I was going to say about 18. 18. Wow, really? 18. Let me do the math real quick. That's a lot of yards per carry. Yes. So what you need to do is do 15 or 100 divided by 15. Because that would... No, I know how to do the math. Okay. I know how to do the math. But that is my bold prediction. Okay. Well, that is bold. Now... So unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time for our beer bit of the week. So. Oh, we've got to stop playing. You can't, you've got to pull that back. Rain in the sound machine. Um, last week, I won our beer bet of the week. I expect to do the same this week. Okay. The beer... I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's three interceptions for Dwayne Haskins. Oh, that's right. I am taking the over. I think we have four interceptions on Dwayne Haskins. I'm taking the under. I think... Based on what we've said, they're going to take the ball out of his hands a lot. And I feel like there's just going to be a lot of running in this game. 
on both sides. Oh, okay. But I think we still get two interceptions. And in fact, he may even get pulled. Yeah. He may even get they may be so pissed off at him from that those antics last week that he comes out and throws two early interceptions. They're just like, screw you, man. <laughs> and they put in Case Keaton. See, I think they're gonna be playing catch up most of this game. <clears throat> and that's where a lot of the interceptions are, just because he's not a he's not ready for the NFL. He still needs time to season. Jay Gruden was right. Yeah. Where he didn't want to play him because he goes, he's not ready. Jay, Jay Gruden, potential head coach of the Panthers no, next year. No, he's available. I will be up at that stadium picketing. He's available. Picketing. I wouldn't mind him as an offensive coordinator, though. He was a pretty good offensive coordinator back in the day. I don't want him anywhere near the team. You know he's going wherever or he's the Raiders be, will yeah. be at next year. He'll be in Las Vegas or yeah, Oakland probably like or... quarterback coach or something. It's kind of funny that we have no idea where they're going to play next year, right? <laughs> I mean. That's weird. I, I think it is supposed to be Vegas, but I don't think the stadium's going to be ready. I think they're so they behind. Play like UNLV or something? I, or? I, don't, I think hmm. that's kind of up in the air right now. Hmm. All right, so what is your score prediction? I think the Panthers dominate this game. Uh, I Panthers beat up on bad teams. We're just one of, those t- we're one of those teams that's not a great team, but we kill bad teams. And the Washington Redskins are a bad team. I expect us to put up. 35 points this game 35 14 i just think we kill them wow we have very similar scores i have 30 to 13 carolina okay (laughs) you're not quite as confident as i am well i thought we would do the old ron rivero sitting on the ball yeah i expect the 14 points to come in the fourth quarter (laughs) i think they're just gonna be dominating the entire game um yeah so this is our last show before Thanksgiving, so everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. And Black Friday. Save your money. I'm excited. Yeah. I usually like to go out on Black Friday. Yeah, I, I shop at home. I I like to go out with the crazies. You're, you're one of the mob people. I am. That I, like on Monday or Sunday, Saturday, I like look at the, all the videos of people getting trampled. I'm like, oh, yeah. there's Steven. Yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> Except I'm the trampler, not the trampoline. <laughs> Stick a move, stick a move. Oh, they look small. Give me that tickle me Elmo. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. Uh, you can email any questions or comments to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. We will be back on Monday with our recap of hopefully a Panthers dominating victory. And until then, keep pounding.